Running with Jake, the podcast. Because every runner needs the occasional plot. And here's your host, Jake Lowe. Marty, you're going to record now, so just keep the noise down a little bit. What's she doing? Is she partying? No, no, Martina's uh, studying from home, so she needs to keep the noise down while we... Well, why is she, why is she loud when she's studying? While we record... Well, no, she just, well, she talks to herself, so that's that gets quite loud. <laughs> it does. <laughs> she talks to herself loudly when she's studying. Is she arguing with herself, or is it just encouragement? I don't know. I try to sort of switch off a little bit, but... I think it's an Italian thing. Like, English typically talk under their breath, don't they? When they talk to themselves, they're talking under their breath. Martina talks over her breath. It's got to be an Italian thing, so it's actually quite loud. <laughs> I don't know if she's breathing, to be honest, because the volume gets right. louder and louder. The more intense the studying gets, so that's that's what she's doing right now. Okay, mm. but she is especially being quiet for the start of our podcast, yes. which is good. Yes. That's good. Yes, that's yes, good. Yes, yes. Fingers crossed she's still able to study without shouting and talking over her breath. Mm. I I actually think this is the most professional introduction to an episode of Running With Jake, the podcast, that we have ever done. And, and not just, obviously, giving you an insight into the setup here with Martina, my girlfriend at home studying, but also we had a very, very, very quick chat before we started recording, Pete. Uh, as the producer of the show, you set kind of how things happen, what we do, and you basically said, we'll say hello. I said, what's the plan for today's episode? You said, we'll say hello, and then we'll we'll just talk about running. And that was it. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much what we do every time, isn't it? And I think it's really easy to break it down and worry about how we're going to do this and what we're going to talk about and all this kind of thing. But I'll tell you what you should be worrying about, my friend. Mm. You need to be finding more time in your diary. In, to do stuff that I'm telling you to do. Like, for example, oh. right, I'm not even joking. I, how, the other day... I know what you're going to say. I went to see I went to see Top Gun Maverick, right? And as soon as I'd seen it, I was on the phone to you and I was going, Jake, you've got to see it. It's the most fun I've ever had in the cinema. You've got to see it. I've seen it twice now and you've still not got time to see it once. And it's not just about the fact that you've got less time in your diary than me, it's that I've stopped running again so I can watch whatever I want to watch and do whatever I want to do. And you can't force yourself to stop running and allow yourself to go to the cinema. What's going on? What's going on with time and diaries? I'm not sure that I've got my priorities lined up at the moment. I I am desperate to see this film. Like, I'm a massive Tom Cruise fan. I I I really am. the, The film's Top Gun, the 80s, just, oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I'm really up for it. All the runners, like so many of my runners that I coach, we've got a WhatsApp group, they're all saying, oh, we've been to see it, it's amazing. I've not heard one single bad thing about it. And not just, oh, it's good, it's okay. It's amazing, you've got to go and see it. So I'm, I'm like, oh, I've just, I've just got to make time. But it's so difficult because if you cast your mind back, it was only, what, two, no, like three episodes ago... On the podcast, we were talking about being selfish or feeling like we're being selfish when we put our shoes on and go out and run and stuff. We were talking about, you know, people struggling with time and you'd stop running. You you had uh, responsibilities with putting fence posts up in your garden and stuff. So, and everybody can relate to this. And I'm struggling with time at the moment, but I'm struggling with time to go and see Top Gun. Yes, other things, but I just, <laughs> I like, I've got so much to do. It's just... It's, I mean, my hands are on my head as I say this because the thought of just like saying, right, I'm going to stop everything, I'm going to get away from the desk, 
I'm still going to do my ruin, but actually I'm going to go and watch Top Gun as well. I'm just going to take some time out for me for the, at the cinema. It's difficult. I'm really struggling. Yeah, but you need to do that. It's very important because it's good for the soul. It's good for the soul. And I think the reason I have a more laid-back attitude recently is possibly to do with this. I don't know. This is um, CBD oil that I've started using because <laughs> I <laughs> spent half my life freaking out. <laughs> so I've just gone, oh, yeah, just a couple <laughs> Couple of that, a couple of um, uh, what's of those on my tongue and or under my tongue, and um, yeah, we're uh, we're loud. I'm just chilled out. I'm really chilled at the moment. Is, is that what and it is? I, I is think, that what you're showing yeah, me? Genuinely. I can see yeah, on the, yeah, on the screen here. I mean, I can't read it. It's just a box of something. Is that what it is? Yeah, CBD oil. Yeah. And why did yeah. you start taking that then? What's what's that about? Who, who, who... Well, because a friend took it, and he's like the like Ian, who you know and I know, he's like the tensest person in the world ever, um, to the point where, you know, like he'll think about something, it'll make the veins on his forehead stick out, and uh, he's gone, he swears by it, he's he bought so, so I so I went online and I bought some uh, CBD infused drinks and a CBD infused oil thing which came along with it and it's not the cheapest stuff but it's not the most expensive stuff and um, yeah I think I'm just probably a little bit more chilled um, it just takes the edge off tension which is nice and I think you probably need some of that and you need to see Top Gun and you'll be laughing well look I, I, I am going to see it well you, maybe you should hold me accountable like I hold my runners accountable I hold you accountable when you are running and training and stuff so maybe you should hold me accountable right I, I will see it I will see it this week I'll say it this week. I did say to you. I did say to you when no, I, I when I phoned you up, having seen it, mate, you've got to go and see this. Please go and see it. See it as soon as possible. At that point, you were accountable to me, and since then, I've been harassing you to see it. The problem I have as well is I think films don't tend to stick around as long on the cinema as they used to. Right? I don't know. As a kid, mm. I just remember when I was younger that the films were on for like weeks and weeks, whereas now that doesn't appear to be the case. So I know like the clock is ticking for me to see this. We're we're, we're going to Greece. We're back in Greece at the weekend. So I'm, I'm catching up with everything this week. I, maybe maybe I need some of that oil. I can feel the tension <laughs> building. I can just feel it. You need this. Oh. You need this stuff. Genuinely. There's yeah. too much tension in the world. Let's be honest. There is, like, like runners put themselves under so much pressure and tension and stress. Some of that's really positive, by the way, because if you're training for something, a race, you, you obviously need a bit of stress and a bit of tension. You need to be stressing the body to adapt and improve and maybe target times and stuff. But, you know, if there's, like, too much of that flying around your mind, you start to lose the love for it a little bit. Whatever it is, obviously we're talking running now, but do you know what I mean? You just start to feel a bit, almost begrudge it. And, and this is like a hobby. This is something you choose to do. This is this is like enjoyment overall. You know, it doesn't mean yeah. you're going to enjoy every run, like we say, but you don't want it to go too far the other way, do you? You've got to keep yourself in check, I think. You do, and I haven't done, to be fair, and the reason I've always run, and I've been absolutely honest with you about this, is I don't particularly enjoy running. I feel better afterwards, so, like, it calms me down a bit. And because I've... I genuinely... I enjoyed a run a couple of weeks ago. I really did, but I've not been since then, and I think that's probably why I've taken to this this chill-out potion here. Um, because I've not been running and I need something to chill me out. But, like, I'm trying to find time to go to a gym now. I've thought, well, I, it's, running's not working for me at the moment, so uh, I'm going to, I think I probably need to reposition myself and put myself somewhere where I'm there to do a particular activity, whatever that is, whether it's a class or whether it's a little bit of strength training or whether it's um, a run on the treadmill. Because I know that you're a fan of the treadmill and I know that, 
a lot of runners aren't, and I'm not a runner, so I was thinking maybe I could get on with it. I don't know. I've never I've never been on a treadmill particularly, except for that time uh, back in '97 when I fell off and ended up with a scab on my chin, um, and that was a that's a bad memory. But you know, I'm probably more proficient now than I was then. I don't know. I think that's a really wise decision that you've made joining the gym, and not just because it's the actual act of joining the gym you can relate this to many different things but just changing the environment because if you change the environment i think sometimes that can really help you to commit to a certain thing so the classic one is like strength training a lot of runners talk about oh i must do this i must do this i must do this i'm not doing any single leg balance work i'm not doing any squats i'm not doing any core work i know i should yada 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 Well, you can do it at home. Actually, you don't need lots of equipment. I really believe this. You don't need lots of equipment. Yes, if you're really proficient and experienced and you're really up for hitting the gym and lifting heavy weights and there's lots of people who think that's really beneficial for running, yeah, fine, no problem. But actually, if you're not really doing that, then let's just start with the basics. Let's keep things simple. Don't try and do hours and hours each week. Just do a little bit at home, but do it, you know, consistently. So you build up that that sort of level of ability. You get the benefits. But obviously, at home, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard to just do something like, you know, we're talking put your shoes on and get yeah. out the door when you've got a million and one things going on. Hard to do some crunches or some sit-ups or whatever it is you want to do at home. So, yeah, changing the environment, I'm I'm all for that, actually. It's definitely worth a shot, isn't it? You know, for you, for you to take yourself out of home and say, right, I'm in this gym now, I'm in this space, I've got options to, you know, be on the treadmill or do, do some conditioning work, whatever. And I actually think there's a massive place for treadmills I, I a lot of people that like people that have followed me for quite a while so either runners that i work with or listeners of the show or follow me on social media will know that i really i really do love the treadmill and i always have and i think my experience comes from largely being around them a lot when i was younger and in and out of gyms i was a member of a gym before i was a personal trainer then obviously as a trainer i spent a lot of time in gyms so i'm really comfortable and familiar with them but I just think there's such a place for them as well. There's such a place for them because in some ways, treadmill running can almost be a little bit easier on the mind. Now, I, I, a lot of people will be listening to this and go, oh, God, no way, because it's boring as hell. Fine, I get that. And like with lots of different runs that you might do where you feel a bit, oh, I just want this over, you've got to go somewhere else in your mind, wherever that might be. You know, listen to a book, listen to some music, picture yourself on a beach, just distract yourself to get through it. I understand that. But the positives of a of a treadmill, certainly one of them, is you can sort of just switch off in terms of making decisions. Mm. You know, we talk about tension and stress and all that, overloading yourself. Well, on a treadmill, you're just doing what you're doing. You'll have, hopefully, an aim for the session. So you might be running for time, 50 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever it is. Or you might be doing an interval session or something. But then you just set the speed of the treadmill and your job is not to fall off the back of it. And that's it. You you don't have to think about whether you're turning left, whether you're turning right. You've not got to worry about hills, cambers, in the road dogs traffic you know all that stuff and i actually really like that i really like the fact that i can just completely zone out and enter almost a state of flow sometimes where like time almost stands still do you know what i mean by that you just you're like whoa how, where's that time gone because you're engaged in something whether that's running or work or whatever i've experienced that whilst reading the book never running because, because i'm too busy panting for my life and trying to survive but like my main reason for it is like you know running is really easy and i have really enjoyed it at times and i have used it for um to to just help me get through life really but i think 
because, and this sounds a bit stupid, I don't know, I work from home, so I'm based at home, and then I run from home. So, like, there's... But there's always something to do at home, whether that's work or whether it's doing something in the garden or whatever it happens to be, because home is the place where everything starts. It's like, it's just putting my shoes on, but putting my trainers on and going out for a run. Yeah, while I'm running, there's nothing to do other than run. I get that, but there's a reason to get back home after, you know, as quickly as possible. And there's a reason not to go out in the first place. Whereas if I get in the car and go to a place, and I've never particularly liked gyms at all, um, but if I if I go to a place and maybe that's just going to change my mindset about it all and stop me either finding excuses of things to do or genuine things to do. It's also forming new habits as well and associations to a degree. So I read a book recently, Atomic Habits. I don't know if you've read this, Pete. It's it's a book that's been on my list for a long, long time. I forget the name of the author, but it's a really famous, popular book, kind of self-help, self-development type thing, all about building habits. And one of the things in there, which I think is really powerful, I've mentioned this to a few of my runners, and it's something that I've applied in my own life recently, and that's habit stacking. So if you want to form a new habit, whatever that is, Try to stack it alongside, either before or afterwards, ideally afterwards, a habit that you already have formed. So an obvious example to give is brushing your teeth. So if you, whatever that new habit is, now this might not work if it's like running or something and it might not work time-wise to suddenly brush your teeth, put your shoes on, then get out the door. But if you brush your teeth every day, which hopefully you do, what ha- there may be a habit that you want to form that you could tag on to brushing your teeth so for me i weigh myself every day now the reason i weigh myself every day is not because i feel i want to or have to or need to or should do or any of those things it's just i I want to keep track periodically but it's actually easier for me to do it every day than do it periodically does that make sense oh i'm gonna do weigh myself every three weeks on a tuesday i I just think what every day is just easy because it takes like a second and i've got a a set of scales that automatically uploads to the website so it, it records everything but i have a glass of fruit juice every single morning so to create the habit because i kept forgetting oh i need to weigh myself i just after I've had the fruit juice in the morning, I then just go and weigh myself. So I've stacked those habits together. That's a really small, easy example. But you can see what I mean by that. You know, for somebody that was trying to go to the gym, the classic one is, right, well, after work, if they work, if they don't work from home, they go to a place, which I know is not as common as it perhaps used to be, then, right, I go to the gym afterwards. So on the way home, right, that's stacking that habit, isn't it? Because I know from when I was a personal trainer, many people that tried to go to the gym, if they went home and I hear this a lot well if I go home and you know maybe I have an hour and then get back out it's really hard then to get off the sofa or to come back out to the gym so you've got to get clever with the habit or habits that you want to form the new ones and and how you go about doing that I think not putting yourself under too much pressure is really important you know if, you, if you're trying to do something let's say you Pete and will you do the gym again because I'm sure this a lot of people can relate to this whole strength work strength work as we've said or running more treadmills whatever especially through winter you know, entering into the summer months now but in winter you know people start to think about it a little bit more sure fine get that but don't be too ambitious I think being too ambitious is not a good thing because it's setting yourself up for failure being ambitious I think is good but too too ambitious I don't think is such a good thing because 
you know, we're all a bit different personality-wise, but it can really affect us if we, we feel like we've failed. Oh, I've tried to do that. A good example for me is learn Italian because I tried to put myself under too much pressure, right? Girlfriend's Italian. Her parents, who have just been over, spent a few days with us. Mum doesn't speak any Italian, uh, any English at all. She speaks Italian very well, by the way. She doesn't speak any English at all. So there's a real incentive for me to learn. And initially, it was a case of, right, I'm going to do an hour every day. That's way too much. That's too ambitious. And then, you know, I stumble after two or three days. And then I think, oh, sod it, I've missed it. And, oh, you know. So not being too, putting yourself under too much pressure is good, setting realistic targets. But trying to stack some habits up, I think that's, I think that's really helpful. Helps the mind. A bit of routine, a bit of structure, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once you're in that routine thing, you may as well move on to another predetermined routine. I mean, like, why not? There are, I guess, pros and cons of, of all things. You know, different sides to stuff and things to be aware of. And, and we spoke on the episode a few weeks ago about feeling selfish and struggling with time as we mentioned we're kind of taking that a step further a big thing i do as a coach is try to help people with their diary sort of diary management if you like now that's that i mean in terms of training diary but also their race calendar so the races that they add to their schedule to their calendar that they want to do because everything needs to fit and sometimes it's not so obvious as to how to make things fit you know, a lot of people will come to me that are struggling with what a perfect week looks like for them in terms of training because it's hard. And not everything needs to be on the same day each week. And I think that's sometimes where people can fall down a little bit. So this is that flip side I mentioned. Yes, having a bit of routine and regularity can be really helpful. So on Monday, I do this. On Tuesday, I do this. You can do a bit of habit stacking, right? Driving home from the office on a Wednesday. I'm going to stop at the gym on the way home, that kind of stuff. But actually, it doesn't have to be that way. Like every week for the rest of your life, that's what you do. And especially when you're putting demands on your body physically, as well as psychologically, but definitely physically, if you're putting demands on the body, you need to listen to what it's telling you because it might not be happy with that every single week. So a good example is if you have a training week, and let's use a classic training week, which many people will relate to. If you run for it with a club, it's the usual a long run on a Sunday if we start with that day Monday might be a rest day and then Tuesday you're doing some form of interval session Wednesday might be an easy run again or a sort of medium long run between 70 or 80 minutes if you're training for something like a marathon and then Thursday might be some kind of threshold run or some hills you know that kind of pattern back to Sunday where you're doing the long run and that's great but if you have a really stressful week or a really stressful two or three weeks of training then you might actually not need to put yourself through that or or ask that of your body in that third or fourth week. Things need to ebb and flow. You need to be able to adjust. I think that can cause a bit of chaos in people's minds, a bit of confusion. And it's also a responsibility, isn't it, to to map things out well? Because if we're trying to organise our lives anyway, it's hard enough, isn't it? It just feels like there's never enough time and more and more things to do. But then this hobby that we've got, which is running, if we're having to manage that well and adjust on the fly, which is what I do with my runners. I'm going, well, actually, so case in point, uh, one of my runners who's booked a 5K race this coming Sunday, right? Now, I think Friday it wasn't booked, so it was only over the weekend. So her training was mapped out for next week. I, I typically book a sort my runner's training out a week or two weeks in advance. And then I changed everything. We had to tweak things. We had to adapt things. Because otherwise, if this person had just stayed with the same sessions that were planned originally but just added on this race at the end of it that stress could be too high and if the ability of your body and what you're asking of it don't don't match up then you could end up breaking you could up with 
end up with injury. So it's it's not easy, the whole spinning plates thing. I, I don't think it's easy. No, it's not easy. And I think when you start to feel bad because you've not done X, Y or Z, you know, if you've not been out for a run and you missed your run on a Tuesday and then you missed your run again on a Thursday and then you start to feel bad about it, by the Friday, you're not going to have a good weekend unless you've done a run. I wonder if... I mean, I don't... I, I wonder if it's like it with other hobbies as well. Do you know, like if you've got a radio, if you if you like to go on the park with your radio control car that you've built or whatever, you know, and you go, oh no, it's raining. I didn't go. I didn't go out on the on the park with the radio control car on a Tuesday, and you're like, oh no, I didn't get a chance to go on a Thursday with the radio control car. Oh no, I wonder if you feel bad about yourself. Oh, me and my radio control car, my car's not been out. Oh no, I feel bad about it. I wonder if that happens. I can't answer that. You've absolutely stumped me there. I have, I'm lost for words. I imagine not. If you're listening to this now, um, and you're just thinking to yourself, yeah, I, I get I get upset about not going running as well. Do you know what? Right? Stop it. Stop listening to this show. Stop running. Get yourself a radio control car. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but, well, I mean, they're the two biggest takeaways from this episode. Go and see Top Gun and get yourself a radio control car. I apologise now. I have no idea, no idea how Pete's mind works. I have no idea at all. You need to get yourself to the gym and start running on the treadmill. Bringing back those running days. That's what you need to do. I think I've solved it for everybody. I think I know where your problem lies. It's not problem. It's not problem. Okay. It's not problem. But I think I know where where the issue lies. Because if you cast your mind back to the Manchester Marathon Relay that we did a while back, uh, a while ago, so the 10K mm. uh, that you did, 10K leg, it was it was almost tangible, wasn't it, in your mind? You could see it, you could feel it, you could touch it. It was definitely time-sensitive because that's the day that it was happening, so you had to be ready for that. And I think lots of people can relate to that when it comes to races, which is why a lot of people will sign up to races because it gives them something to train for. It's a focus. You know, I hear that a lot. I'm going to sign up for something because then it fires me off. I've got to focus. I've got got to train for something then. It can keep me on track. Because running is a really funny thing. I don't think there's many people, or I certainly think the runner that bounces out the door with a big smile on the face, every single run, every day, all year, no matter what the weather and what they've got going off in life, I, I just, I think they're rare, if they even exist at all. I think, mm. you know, we speak about motivation, don't we, on the show and stuff, and I think that's a very real thing. It's just about how you overcome those barriers and obstacles to get yourself out there. And one way to help with that is to sign up for an event or a race. But here's a funny thing, because you've got to want to do that race as well. Does that make sense? You've, you've got to really want to. Now, it doesn't need to be like the single most important thing in your life ever before your kids and your job and, and food, of course. But there has to be some desire there, some reason, some motivation, something for you to get your teeth into it and, and to want to do it. Otherwise, it it's almost irrelevant booking an event because you still won't really commit to it anyway because you're not bothered whether you achieve it or you're not. So... Martina, who's studying now at home, big exams at the end of this year. She really cares about this exam, right? She has three chances to pass it. That's it. Three chances, and then you're done. So there is a definitely a degree of pressure there. It's like a super hard, challenging thing that she wants to do. But because she really wants to do it, 
she's willing to put that work in. It doesn't mean she always gets it right. It doesn't mean that she can always be super bothered, but she's doing it. Does, does that make some sense? You've got to ha- you, Nobody can answer that for you. Nobody can answer that for you. And I think if you're listening to this and maybe you've got one or two races signed up for, and maybe you can relate to this from years gone by, you, at one point in your life, really want to do this thing. You start training for it, this event, you're up for it, and then all of a sudden something happens. Maybe you miss a bit of training or things change. Maybe you get a promotion at work or more responsibility or a kid comes along or whatever it might be. It's no longer as important. Well, that's okay. You don't have to follow through with it. You don't have to do it at all costs and risk either injury because you haven't trained enough or just not enjoying it because you're not bothered or begrudging it. You know, it's a hobby. It's something you love. It's something you want to get joy and pleasure out of. Difficult to balance these things out. I've definitely not mastered it. I definitely haven't mastered it. It's an interesting one. I think you're right. I think like something, and I've always, I've never, I would never have imagined that I'd think this, but you've just drawn, you know, it, it, you've, you've drawn the experience and, and um, related it to the um, Manchester Marathon, the 10K that I did. And I think probably having a reason to go out the front door and to go running, it was like I wasn't working to anything and to perform well because I'm not a running person, but actually to have an end goal, an end, this is, this is where it ends and then we start again, I think the problem is when it ends and you've not yet started again. Do you know what I mean? It's, um, yeah, I think, you, I think you're right about that. Um, and uh, probably, and I think also because I hate waste and I hate the waste of money and, and I don't like the waste of time. I hate the waste of time, actually. And I hate wasting money. If I've signed up for something, I'm sure as hell going to do it, even if it's only 30 quid. I say only 30 quid. 30 quid's a lot of money. If it's 30 quid, I'm going to do it. I actually don't think that's a bad thing either. When money changes hands, whether that's uh, people paying me mm. for coaching or paying another coach for, for advice and support whether that's signing up for a race. If money changes hands, it does change things a little bit. It adds a certain degree of importance, value, that kind of stuff, commitment on, on both sides. Whereas, you know, the school, if you're just doing somebody a bit of a favour, for example, it, it can easily fall by the wayside a bit. You know, it's not as... There isn't as much weight attached to it. Of course, you want to do favours for people, you know, you want to help and support and stuff. But do you get what I mean? You, 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 when, you, when you're paying for something, you're like, right, I'm going to make the most of this now. I'm paying this bloody gym membership every year, so I'm going to go. You know, I'm, I'm go- I want to get the most out of the money. I think that's helpful, definitely. But I, I also don't think it can just be about that, not to waste the money. I think it's a factor and it's good to have in mind. And, it, and, it, and I'm thinking as I speak here and as I listen to you, Pete, but I think it can kick start a process and hopefully gain some traction and momentum with training but i think there has to be obviously much more of a reason beneath that there has to be something you want to feel good about yourself you want to be proud of yourself for achieving a goal whatever it is or you want to be a role model to people around you whether that's family or or whoever you know there's there's got to be something that's almost bigger than you beyond you as it were and certainly beyond just money I think money can help. Like you've said many, many, many times, sometimes you don't even know why you're motivated to do something, but you're motivated to do it. And similarly, I think sometimes you're motivated not to do something and you don't have to necessarily understand why you're not motivated to do something. Do you know what I mean? Well, timing plays a massive part, doesn't it? And we we mentioned this a few weeks ago. And and timing of goals as well is really key because there's definitely been times in my 
running where I've targeted something, but the timing isn't right, either because it's just it's physically, logistically not being possible for me to commit to the training or the sessions, or I've actually not really wanted it that much, but I've sort of just, I've almost suppressed that feeling and I've just wanted to carry on pushing on and almost ignore it. And you can't really ignore it because like with most things you sweep under the carpet, that lump is still there. It just sort of gets bigger over time and you, until you end up tripping over it and then it suddenly you go okay that that was an issue there I probably should have listened you know because I don't want that to happen again in the future and that's where we learn those lessons but definitely thinking about all things is the timing right you know because life throws stuff at you and you've got to catch it and juggle it and, and you've got to decide how to map that path and again running is a as we keep saying it's a hobby it's a choice and you want to enjoy it you want to do it for a long time as well you know I mentioned recently about if, if you do feel like you need a bit of a break from running, because that's totally normal. I really do think just having a bit of downtime is totally normal. And downtime to one person might be having six months out. Downtime to the next person might be running three times a week instead of five for two or three weeks. You know, it really is very individual, very personal. But having a bit of downtime, I think it's okay. I think it's good for the body, obviously, but it's definitely good for the mind. I think it can help you realise how much you miss running and how much of a, a positive influence it had in your life, how much you want to do it. Maybe it gives you the time and space to think about goals that are important to you, like big goals that you want to achieve in the future. And that's the other thing that I think is is very, very important. I feel really strongly about this, and this is a chat that I've had with quite a few of my runners recently. And it's not a new thing. And that's people signing up for races and events, which we've spoken about is a positive thing, can really help. But signing up for too many of them and signing up for too many of them, especially if they're like big events, like long, like challenging marathons, for example. And especially added to that, if you want to do well, if you're chasing times, if you're really pushing, I think you really need to proceed with caution when it comes to booking races. And that's not being a dream stealer. I've spoken to many of good friends of mine that are also coaches and we say the same thing. Oh, we hate sort of talking runners out of doing things because we want to facilitate and help. And they come to us with a goal. They want to do something. We want to go, yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Let's help you do it. But we're not magicians either. You know, when somebody comes to, to me, they, they want me to, they give me the pieces to a jigsaw potentially but those pieces need to fit that jigsaw. It, it, it's got to fit. You can't just give me random pieces and say, can you make this jigsaw out of that? Because I might not be able to. So sometimes we may need to have those strong conversations. And if you're not having coaching and you self-coach and you follow a plan online or whatever, you need to have that strong conversation with yourself sometimes, especially if you've got lots of races booked up like marathons. I mean, this autumn is is a busy one again through the pandemic and stuff like that. Races being pushed into the following year and people want to do these because they're passionate and it is difficult because sometimes you only sort of get one chance as well it might not be so easy to like defer a race you know we spoke to sophie power uh recently last week on last ep- the last episode about deferring races and how difficult that is and sometimes just not possible so you don't want to miss out on these opportunities so you're going to do everything you can aren't you to try and try and be there but you don't want to break yourself and if you're doing too many races and they're too close together, you could definitely risk that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it depends on your strength, your history, your age, a whole bunch of stuff. And the reason I brought that up then is because I think I've just realised why I'm I'm going to go to the gym and why I, I hang on to this stuff. And I think that genuinely is age because it's like I'm getting towards 50 now 
and I spent many years being well overweight. And, you know, when I say well overweight, I mean sort of like 16 stone, 16 and a half stone. And like now, I'm probably about 14 and a half, so I'm still a little bit overweight, but I'm not as overweight as I have been. But because I'm now approaching 50 years old, and I'm probably in as better shape as I've ever been, um, I want to continue that longevity, not necessarily because I enjoy running, but because I realise that running and now going out to join a gym, which I've not done in years, is something that will allow me to continue to um, be able to move about for as long as possible. You know, like I saw a guy, a couple of... Uh, well, I've, I've got to the age where friends or people I've known over the years and you see them like dying and uh, you know and and one of them went of a heart attack last week guy died of cancer who I know and you're like you're at that point and I'm at that point now where it's almost like and it you know if you're 70 listening to me you'll think you silly whippersnapper what you're talking about um but if you're around about the same age you might you may also have the similar feelings where you go oh it's last chance saloon now who knows how long i'll be able to you know run who knows how long i'll be able to walk and who knows how long i'll be alive for so you know while you're here you might as well might as well do something with it there's that classic phrase that i see floating around on the internet the quote sort of you know run because you can and of course that everybody wants to run because they can run but if you are a runner and maybe you uh, pick it up and put it down maybe you're not as consistent as you would like to be sometimes fighting those the battle with motivation that we all have on occasions actually running because you can it's a bloody good reason it's something that motivates me for sure and not just from a health perspective although clearly that is a high priority and it seemingly the older we get the more we become aware of that or if we have hopefully not but if any mm. we experience a, a mini health scare it gives you that reality that awareness or if you know somebody else has had one and a similar age to you or whatever you go oh god i really need to take good care of myself but also in terms of performance because a lot of runners are really focused on performance want to race well get that me too well naturally we're going to slow down aren't we, aren't we as we get older not all at the same rate and there's lots of factors that will determine and influence that really but ultimately, at 44 as I am now, I, I can't just keep getting faster. I mean, that's just not going to happen. So I want to work hard now. If times are something that motivates you, for me it is, absolutely. I want to Because I'm curious to see what's possible. I'm, I'm curious to see what is possible. And I feel like now is the time, because of age, primarily... I don't want to regret it when I'm older and think, oh, you know, if I'd have, if I'd have really targeted that time then or really pushed, if I'd have just, if I'd have just, if I hadn't have seen Top Gun and I'd have gone for that long run. <laughs> so it's Pete's fault that I never broke three hours in the marathon. Pete's and Tom Cruise's fault <laughs> that I never dipped under three. But do you know what I mean? Do you, do you know what I mean? I do. I absolutely get it. And you've got a different target to me. You want to be the fastest you've ever been. And I, um, I'm i not particularly bothered about being the fastest I've ever been. But if I'm an old fart and I'm, I can't move, 
and when I say I'm an old fart I mean like just a few years older than I am now and for whatever reason something's gone wrong I'll I regret the fact that oh well if I had have been a bit fitter would I not be in this situation now I think you just realize at some point in life that you ain't bulletproof you know and we're only here for a certain amount of time and it's like making the most of that and I'm not saying that in some kind of like I'm a guru type way but it has just come to terms with the fact that you know yeah you're gonna die yeah you're not gonna be able to do stuff that you can do so you know now's the time to do it and you know I did spend a bit of time being overweight because I, I, I very much had that attitude of well I'll be all right I'll be all right I'll be all right I'll be I'm young I'm young I'm young I've stopped I've stopped thinking that now I'm gonna leave you with this so I listened to a, uh, a podcast recently uh, on my long run and I never do that I haven't well I haven't done that for like so long I just fancied doing something completely different I thought I'd just break things up a little bit mix it up and it was a really easy run and uh, podcast by the way if you I don't know where you listen to our show maybe you'd listen when you run but it's definitely a good way to slow you down if you're somebody that's guilty of running a little bit too fast then listen to a good podcast uh, or, or, or hours uh, can help to slow you down because obviously if you're running and, uh, too fast and working too hard you can't listen to what's being said and I listen to the High Performance Podcast Jake Humphreys which is a, if you know it, it you'll agree it's a fantastic show and I listened to the episode with Johnny Wilkinson now, I don't follow rugby at all. I never have. I know nothing about it. But I was really interested in this episode, and it was fantastic. And one of the things that stood out the most for me, and it resonated so strongly because it kind of reminded me of a thought process that I have when it comes to racing and training. Sometimes I lose sight of this. I need little reminders like this podcast. And Johnny Wilkinson was talking about Rather than putting so much pressure on yourself to perform and, you know, I am going to take this kick and I, I am going to score this goal and I am going to score this try and, you know, I'm going to lift the World Cup, is how about you go out there, you put your trainers on and if you've got some session to do or a race to do, maybe it's something that's challenging you, maybe it's challenging you in your mind, how about you just explore what's possible? How about you be open-minded and just say, you know, I'm going to give this a good go. This could go well. This has every potential to go well. The race at the weekend might be hot, might not be able to control that. I might not feel great on the morning. But there's an opportunity that things could align, the stars could align, it could go well. And I'm curious to know what, what I'm capable of. Have a time in mind, maybe. That's okay, I believe. But also just be open-minded and curious and not beat yourself up if the outcome isn't maybe your dream outcome because everything is an opportunity to learn from which we talk about a lot on this show with the guests that we have on but that really stood out for me i was i was smiling as i was running along running around winchester people's thoughts are loon listening to but just it really stood out for me i think it's so helpful especially if you're feeling a bit nervous about a particular session you know don't put too much pressure on yourself it's not what it's about it's a hobby got to enjoy it and if you don't like the idea of running um for with a target in mind um, just run because otherwise you might die, which is which is why I do it. Right, okay, right. I'm, I'm going to make a commitment. I'm going to make a commitment here now, and I want you to do the same thing. What, me? I'm going to, I'm going to see Top Gun. Right. Thursday, on Thursday. This Thursday, this Thursday, I'm going to see Top Gun. I will see it, and I will report back mm. and tell you what I think. So that's my commitment to you. And the listeners of this podcast, you need to commit now. 
You need to commit. What I'm pointing way too much at the camera here. Can you see my finger wagging away? Yeah, yeah. I need to commit that I will join the gym today and because I don't like waste, I will actually go. Which day? What, today? Yeah, today. Well, now, this is confusing me. Is it the day, like today, t- today, like now, or is it the day that this podcast is released? Because that's going to blow my mind. And I don't want you, because you're going to have like a get out, aren't you? Because effectively you've got two days then. You've got the day we release this episode and today, today. Well, well, when I said it, I thought to myself, today, today. But now you've offered me that uh, allowance of 48 hours. I'm thinking that actually I've got a nice beer in the fridge and I might just have that today, today, and then um, uh, go and join the gym on the day of the podcast release, which is tomorrow, tomorrow. That's it for today's episode of Running with Jake, the podcast, your weekly dose of running motivation. We did motivate you today, didn't we? Surely we, we, we did that? We did that? I hope we did that. In the name of the show, I hope we motivated you. <laughs> if you don't follow our little show, please do that using the podcast app. Uh, whichever podcast app you use to listen to your shows, make sure you give us a follow, a like, subscribe, all those kinds of things, and have an ace week of training. And remember, if you've got a tough session this week or a tough race, remember, it's an opportunity to explore what is possible. Have a good few days. We'll be back next week. Oh, and one more thing. I feel the need, the need for speed. We didn't say that in the second one. Oh, don't spoil it.